Bravo, bravo. Yes, MCU, you brought it back with this film. I'm so happy. I loved this movie so much from start to finish. This is exactly, egg fucking exactly how Phase 4 was supposed to end. If it didn't end on this note, I would have probably found less appreciation for what they were trying to do with this phase than anything else. Oh my God, this is such a good film. I, I, I loved everything that they did when it came to what they were trying to portray in the story. From start to finish, this film is both a, a tribute paid to Chadwick Bossman. It is a tremendous way of t- passing the torch for the scenario that the film is sort of left in. And it's just another another good reason to understand that when you have somebody who truly appreciates characters and stories and what it is that they're trying to do for not even just these films but for the whole universe like Ryan Coogler is you get films like this not many people have stuck with films for as long as Ryan Coogler has stuck with this film he's he did the first one I think he's had kind of some role to play in uh, some other MCU stuff. But basically, his two things in the MCU so far are the first Black Panther, which I think was his like career-establishing director debut and writer debut thing. But he's also gone on, gone on to you know, help with other things because, you know, anything that kind of involves the Black Panther, I believe he has a say in to an extent because it's sort of like he has to know so he can write the next thing because he also wrote the friggin' this film. He, he wrote Black, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And when you look at both of those films, they are tremendous. They are fantastic films back to back. And Wakanda Forever is really this exquisitely written and directed and played out story about how we're dealing with the unfortunate loss of Chadwick Bossman and we are not doing anything when it comes to his character even though we're sort of still you know moving on we are moving on in a way that makes you sort of not just feel for him as an actor in real life but also how the characters in the film portray their loss and their grief and you feel for them you don't you don't like stop and you don't not understand where it is they're coming from and again Chadwick Bossman was a tremendous actor and the fact that you know he died so suddenly and nobody really knew that he was going through it it actually just reminds me of this um uh, actors studio documentary thing I saw about um uh Raul Julia most people might know who that is by how he played um, Gomez Adams in the original 90s Adams Family movies. What nobody knows is that towards the end of his career, right before he died of cancer, he also wasn't really trying to tell anybody that he had cancer. He was doing a bunch of films while he had cancer. When he did Street Fighter, he was fighting cancer. He was supposed to be in Desperado. Unfortunately, he passed away from cancer. So knowing that there are people out there that just love their craft so much and they love what they what they bring to the table when it comes to them as an actor and this being their art and them not willing to give anything up for their art, you know, you, it just makes you love and appreciate Chadwick Bossman and may he, and may he rest in peace. This film paid tribute to him so well. 
from start to finish, it just it's this tremendous feat in what the MCU has done. And it's such a great way to end Phase 4. Phase 4 ending on this note brings me so much joy. I can't wait to see what we're leading into with Phase 5. But I I might go back to the theaters and watch this again. And I haven't gone to see a movie twice since the first Saw. I usually don't go and do that. I usually find some way to stream it, or I wait until it's available to stream in some capacity. But I don't know if I can if I can wait with this one. I really don't know. That's how good this film is. And the portrayal of each individual character, that what role they play... You know what? Let's put that to the side for a second. I think I've mentioned that already. But let's also talk about the incorporation of Namor. Maybe you could use that as a way of saying, you know... This, once again, doesn't make sense. What is Kevin Feige doing? What is MCU doing? These people don't make sense. Because where have they been the whole time? And you know what? Tell you the truth, I'm starting to not even care about that question. Maybe I care about it when something isn't good. But this is so good that I really don't care about where have they been the whole time. Where have they been from the Thanos snap? Where have they, where have they been for anything? Truthfully, I don't give a shit. I love this film so much that I really don't give a shit about its continuity because this stands alone to me. This really does stand alone to me as its own um, individualized film from anything else in the MCU. And I haven't felt that way about a film since um, Endgame. And I don't know if I'm going to feel that way. It's almost like sort of how I felt with No Way Home, but No Way Home plays a role into the rest of the MCU because it incorporates, you know, more than just them. Wakanda Forever doesn't. And I'm going to try to talk when I don't give away too many spoilers, but Wakanda Forever really doesn't give away, like, where it stands. Like, you know it takes place after Endgame. How far after Endgame, I don't know. What else kind of takes place around it? I don't know. It doesn't portray that. All it portrays is this is what Wakanda was saying it was doing. And this is what's happened to Wakanda. This is what is happening, you know, after the fact. And here's what everybody's dealing with. So while you're follow trying to follow along the actual MCU stuff, and it's still its torch passing storyline, you're also dealing with the ramifications of what actually happened in the first film. Because the first film set up a lot of stuff that they are dealing with when it comes to, you know, the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Bossman and how they relieve his character, D'Challa, uh, um, from the storyline. It goes into, you know, oh, why couldn't they heal him? Oh, that's right. Killmonger destroyed all of the plants that were meant to heal him. The only one that they saved was the one that turned... Uh, T'Challa back into the Black Panther that had him beat Killmonger the second time. So he can't be healed from whatever disease they came up with. And they don't say what it was. They don't express uh, what role that plays in it. But they don't have it. So a lot of the story is also um, uh, his sister, Shuri, who's trying to find a way to give Wakanda back the Black Panther. Now, along the lines with that, you know, again, we're dealing with um, uh, Namor and his people who live in a world like under the sea. I don't mean to make it sound like that, but they do live under the sea. You're dealing with um, the queen, uh, played by Angela Bassett, and how she's dealing with the loss of her son. Because you got to think, this is, I believe they say six years. So it was the five years that everybody was snapped, 
and it's been a year after he was snapped back into it. So let's say within seven years, he lost, she lost her husband, lost her son, got her son back, and then lost her son again. So she is, I mean, Angela Bassett is a tremendous actress. So she she portrays her grief amazingly while everything else is going on and while she's acting queen and trying to kind of figure out what to do with Wakanda and how to and how to keep everybody safe. Now, you also get to incorporate Riri Williams, who, for those who don't know, becomes Ironheart. I don't mind sharing that because it's already in the trailers, but she becomes Ironheart, and that's meant to lead into the Iron Wars that uh, they they had um, promoted in one of the uh, Comic-Con announcements for the next three phases. So she's introduced, so that's going to be what leads us into whatever comes next. And then this movie also um, uh, involves... I don't, I, again, I'm trying not to spoil too much, but I don't think this is too much of a spoiler. But what I will say is that this movie also involves Valentina de Fontaine. For those who don't remember who that is, that's the character played by Julia Louis Dreyfus from Seinfeld, who is the person who puts together the Thunderbolts. She's been seen in the Black Widow film, she's been seen in the. Um, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show. So she's already kind of established herself as who she is. And you know that that's eventually what this is going to lead into. It's going to lead into the Thunderbolts as well. Or at least it's leading up into something that she's meant to play a role in. Why she's putting together this quote unquote team. Maybe she'll also be involved in the Iron Wars. I don't know. I also know that the unfortunate passing of uh, William Hurt. The guy who originally was playing Thunderbolt Ross. Uh, that leaves some questions about what they're doing with that character. I believe they had recasted him. I don't remember off the top of my head. I remember reading something when it happened after he passed, but it's been a while. So I don't know what the, um, the goal for that is, but you see her coming up more and more and you know that eventually, you know, especially since they announced it, we're going to get the, um, uh, the Thunderbolts film where she plays this big role and this is the first major film that she's been in for a good portion of it. Like, it's not like she pops in at the end like Black Widow or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, no, like, she's heavily involved in, I mean, I don't want to say heavily, but again, I'm not trying to ruin too much. But she is she is involved in a lot of stuff that happens alongside with, say, um, the Americans' point of view on what's happening between say, Wakanda and the Namor's people. So, there's also, I'm going to tell you right now, again, I'm not trying to spoil anything, there is a mid credit scene, but there is no end credit scene. So don't wait in the theater the 15 minutes it now takes because of all of the people that get involved in MCU films and all the thanks that have to go out. Everybody's name gets put up on there. They literally last 10 to 15 minutes. Don't waste your time. Nothing pops up at the very end credits. It's just a mid credit scene. So sit down and wait for a little bit. You will appreciate that. And that's all I'm really going to say about that. But there's really nothing else I can say without giving away too much. Too much that isn't already given in, say, trailers and whatnot. Because I don't want to ruin it for everybody. This, this has to be watched. This has to be experienced. And this has to go down as a guiding light of showing that the Phase 4 started off on a fantastic note. 
with um, No Way Home. And it's ended on an even better note with Wakanda Forever. Oh, wait, no, it didn't start with No Way Home. What did Phase 4 start with? Wow, Phase 4 started... Hold on a second. Phase 4, Phase 4, Phase 4. Phase 4 started at least a year ago. Yeah, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Phase 4 started with Black Widow. That's my fault. I totally forgot that. it's. I thought Black Widow came after Spider-Man. But, okay, so... Let's let's change what I just said. Phase 4 started on the rocky terms with Black Widow, but Phase 4 has ended tremendously with Black Panda Wakanda Forever. When you think about that, you can think also about the shows. Phase 4 started tremendously with WandaVision, and Phase 4 might have ended off on a real sour note for a lot of people with She-Hulk Attorney at Law. But, as of right now, Phase 4 is over. We're no longer getting any more Phase 4 content. We're now moving into Phase 5. And Phase 5 starts off with Ant-Man and the Wasps. Excuse me. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. That's a big thing to swallow and say. So good luck trying to say that 10 times fast. But it's going to start off with that. Then they're also... um, I don't think I've seen any releases for shows. Just announcements. Like they've announced the the Agatha show. The Ironheart show. Loki 2. What If 2. They don't have any dates from what I see. But I do know that Ant-Man um, and the Wasp Quantumania is meant to release in March, I want to say. They were showing the trailer for it at the theater. So I want to say it's March or maybe February. Sometime during the first uh, the first quarter of 2023. And that's going to kick off what we're dealing with in Phase 5. Now, again, Phase 5 is the same thing. It's got six movies. It's got about seven or eight shows planned, I believe. And hopefully, Phase 5 gives us a little bit more to work with. Possibly just extra anything, you know? Maybe put in a better a, a better idea of what it is we're trying to expect and maybe making things make more sense. Because right now, it's still just a lot of individualized stories black 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 panther wakanda forever i'm getting so tongue-tied right now black panther wakanda forever is really this standalone fantastic film and almost every other film in this phase is sort of the same thing there's nothing that really plays a role in anything except like spider-man and doctor strange have a connection you know like black widow has a connection with uh um hawkeye Moon Knight doesn't connect to anything. Shang-Chi barely connects to something. The Eternals connects more to an Eternals sequel and then the Blade movie. You know, Thor Love of the Thunder connects to other Thor stories, but not really anything. But I'm not going to go into why I dislike that. You can go check out the entry for Thor Love of the Thunder if you're interested in that idea. But everything has been sort of this standalone, standalone story. Whether or not that's exactly what we're going to get with Phase 5 with the other films they have coming out or the other stories, I don't know. But I am more hopeful now for the MCU than I think I have been in at least a couple months. You know, shows are one thing, but I am very, very hopeful that I think that we could easily get some better stories or better storytelling aspects I'm just being more open-minded now because that's how good Black Panther has 
made me feel about what the future holds for the MCU.